Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. As always, I'm your host, Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight, Vanessa will read to us as we're transported to the fairy tale world of Hansel and Gretel. But this time, their adventures will be happy. From the woodcutter's cottage to the gingerbread house and back again. And their tale is a good reminder to slow down and appreciate sharing the sweetest parts of life with our loved ones. Something I certainly hold dear, particularly at this time of year. Now if you're enjoying the show, there are hundreds more stories and meditations to be found on Get Sleepy Premium. It's our supporters feed where everything is completely and entirely ad-free. Right now, as part of our supporters drive, we're releasing not just one, but two premium bonus episodes per week. Tomorrow's story is about an old time tradition that's still alive in some parts of the world today, going into the woods to find and cut a Christmas tree. Then, Friday's episode is a sleepy reimagining of the fairy tale Cinderella, told from the perspective of her fairy godmother. I know you're going to love both of them, and everything else on offer on Get Sleepy Premium. You can even gift a subscription, so if there's someone special who you'd like to treat to the gift of good sleep, you can tick their name off your list with a Get Sleepy premium subscription. When you sign up, you get a seven-day free trial to make sure you're happy. So to find out more, go to getsleepy.com support or simply follow the link in the show notes. Thank you all so much for your support. Now, get settled in a comfortable position where you can breathe freely and fully. Allow your limbs to stretch and lengthen, feeling any tension in them just melting away. Once you are settled and ready, begin to imagine your body surrounded by a radiant light, warm and glowing. As you breathe in, draw that light into your body, feeling its glow within. The deeper you breathe, the more the light fills every single part of you. One breath at a time, you are enriched by this radiant glow. It feels like energy, like a natural source of healing full of nourishing warmth. 
and it clears you of all worries, discomforts and negativity. You can glow within and everything in the outer world will notice it too. So embrace it, believe it, and smile. With a greater sense of peace, warmth, and relaxation, it's time for our story. Imagine a cottage very deep in the woods. It's nestled in a hollow where the snow is falling heavily. This is where our story begins. Once upon a December, deep in the furthest reaches of the forest, a woodcutter and his family sat down by the fireplace to eat a vegetable soup for dinner. The children's mother made all their meals with love but even her skill could not hide the fact that the soup was nothing but a thin concoction of potatoes and onions. It had been a lean year, and the family had to live very simply. Their little house was just one big room, and it was simply made. It had wooden shingles on the roof. There were small windows with shutters on each wall. And there was always smoke curling from the chimney as long as the weather was chilly. Although their home was humble, it was kept neat as a pin. Their mother always said that the advantage to living in a small house was that it was easy to keep it clean. And so it was. On any given night, the woodcutter, his wife, and their two children, Gretel and Hansel, could be seen sharing their dinner around the table by the fire. Any visitor who might have happened by would have looked into the frosty window of their home and seen a happy family talking and laughing. Although they did not have much, they loved each other, and they all tried their best to be cheerful. On this particular night, Gretel and Hansel could see that their parents were trying to keep their spirits up. Although their father had worked hard splitting and selling wood all through the fall, business had been slow. As a result, he had gently told the children that there had not been much money for a holiday feast this year. He said, that they would have to all make do with enjoying each other's company 
and exchanging handmade gifts. The children were sweet and they would never have complained. Still, the oldest child, Gretel, wished there was something she could do to cheer her parents up. When the dinner dishes had been cleaned and put away, the children snuggled into one of the two beds in the house. It was very soft and was covered with a fluffy feather bed. Every night, their mother would sit next to them and tell them a story as they went to sleep. It was Gretel's favorite time of day. On this December evening, their mother asked them, Have you ever heard the story about the gingerbread witch? Hansel's eyes grew wide. He shook his head earnestly. Gretel said that they had never heard this story and that their mother must tell it. Very well, their mama nodded sagely. Now, listen closely, for this is a very important tale. Then she began. Long before I was born, my great-grandmother, whose name was Hilda, lost her way in the woods and had a very surprising adventure. She had wandered away from her parents while they were picking berries, and when she realized how far she had gone, it was already too late. She called out to them, but she received no answer. Now, Hilda was a child of the forest, she could find her way around. She knew what things were edible and which were not. She knew how to find a stream to drink from. The best she could do was try to guess where she was and walk in the direction of her home. So she picked her way through the brush, over streams, and around rocks, trying to find a path. Alas, she seemed to only go deeper in the woods. Eventually, because it was getting dark, she curled up under a tree and went to sleep. Hansel interrupted, wide-eyed. She slept in the forest? He asked. His mother nodded seriously. Then she continued. When she awoke in the morning, she thought she saw a house up ahead. She pushed her way through the trees, and what did she find? Their mother paused dramatically. They waited. It was a house, but it was made entirely of gingerbread. The children were open-mouthed hanging on her every word. 
a lady came out of the house and asked Hilda if she needed help. Now, of course, Hilda was a sensible girl and didn't usually talk to strangers. But she was in a real predicament and hoped that this strange lady would be able to tell her the way home. She was in luck because the lady in the gingerbread house called out to the forest and a deer appeared. She told Hilda to follow the deer and it would take her back to her parents. But first, she gave her some warm gingerbread to eat so that she would be strong for the journey. My great-grandmother said it was the most delicious gingerbread she had ever tasted. The deer did faithfully show her the way back to her cottage. When she told her parents where she had been, They thought she had imagined the story and that she had wandered home by sheer luck. Nonetheless, she always insisted that the gingerbread witch was real. With this, their mother nodded and winked to show the story was over. Hansel was asleep. Gretel snuggled down deeper into the pillow and closed her eyes, saying, Good night, Mama. Her mother kissed her on the forehead and blew out the candle, disappearing into the shadows on the other side of the cottage. As fire crackled lazily in the background, she imagined Hilda's wanderings and what the gingerbread house must have looked like. It wasn't long before the girl felt herself sliding blissfully into sleep. In the very early gray hours of dawn, Gretel awoke to a beautiful snowfall outside the window. Shaking her brother gently awake, she whispered, Hansel, let's go out and build a snowman. She and her brother pulled their coats and boots on over their pajamas, fetched their hats and mittens, and quietly let themselves out of the house. The sky was filled with the gently drifting flakes, each so large it was like a confection. Gretel put out her hand and watched the snowflakes land on it, melting when they touched her skin. All around them, the forest radiated a profound stillness, the kind that only comes with a blanket of fresh snow. Before they could start their snowman, the children knew they needed some things. Stones for the eyes, sticks for the arms, and perhaps a pine cone for the nose. They trooped off into the woods and began roaming about. 
each time one of them found a proper stick, the other child would suggest there might be a better one. In this way, they wandered quite far from their cottage as the sun began to rise. By the time Gretel realized they had lost their way, it was too late. Not only had the snow covered their path behind them, but it had transformed the appearance of the woods they usually knew well. Wearing its sparkling winter garb, the forest was suddenly a foreign place to them. It was icy, brilliant, and beautiful, and also without any familiar landmarks. Trying to be brave, Gretel took Hansel by his mittened hand. She attempted to choose the right direction, but without much success. As they walked, their boots crunched ever so softly into the unmarked expanse of the sugary snow leaving tracks behind them that were quickly covered. She did not know how long they wandered uncertainly through this wintry wonderland. But she noticed that, despite the chill, their hands and feet never grew too cold. Every so often, as they passed beneath a tree, a light breeze would cause a snow spray as fine as fairy dust to drift across their path, showering them with glitter. After a time, Gretel thought she spied a curl of smoke up ahead. Hoping she had finally found their house, she urged Hansel on, eagerly making her way in that direction. As they proceeded, a perky red cardinal appeared. always hopping a few trees ahead of them, sailing gracefully from branch to branch. Gretel felt as if the bird was anticipating her next move. It was unclear whether she was following the cardinal or if the bird was following them. Either way, it was comforting to have a friend along. A clearing appeared ahead, and Gretel's eyes grew wide. Standing in the middle of it was a cottage that seemed to be made entirely of gingerbread. Its walls were the color of cinnamon, and its charming peaked roofs were iced with snow as fluffy as frosting. It was from the chimney of this house that the smoke had been curling. The cardinal perched on top of the roof and cocked its head at the children as if to say, now then, we have arrived. Gretel was hesitant to approach this very odd cottage, but she looked at Hansel 
with his trusting gaze and knew that she needed to ask for help. Not only were they properly lost at this point, but they had both missed their breakfast. Her stomach rumbled as she thought about how long it had been since they'd had their vegetable soup the night before. Perhaps the people who lived in this house could spare them some bread and point them in the direction of their home. Gathering her courage, Gretel walked up the snow-covered steps to the gingerbread house and knocked lightly on the door. Within moments, a tiny little peephole opened above her head and a bespectacled eye peeked out. Feeling she must announce her business, Gretel spoke up. Hello? We are lost and wondered if you might be able to help us? Within seconds, the peephole swung shut and the entire door opened to reveal a kindly-looking lady. Although her cheeks were rosy and her brown eyes twinkled with merriment, her gray hair revealed that she was of a grandmotherly age. She was comfortingly plump and wore a long blue dress and a bright red checkered apron, which was covered in flour. My children, she said, please come in. You are just in time. With that, she stepped aside and motioned for them to enter as if she had been expecting them. Gretel had already decided that she would accept help from this jolly lady, and some incredible smells were beckoning from inside the house. She nodded her thanks, pulling Hansel with her into the kitchen. And Oh, what a wonderful kitchen it was. A tea kettle whistled on the stove. Next to it, something that smelled like fruit was bubbling away in a pot with a handle. Cheerful curtains printed with little red berries framed the window through which Gretel could see the snowy landscape of the garden. An oven in the wall appeared to be baking something that smelled like warm sugar. In the center of the kitchen was a large wooden table that was covered with containers of flour and colorful sprinkles. In fact, flour was scattered across the entire tabletop, and a nearby rolling pin indicated that dough had recently been made there. This was a very busy place. Gretel only had a moment to take all of this in. As Hansel stood before a sheet of cooling chocolates, obviously wishing he could have one, the lady spoke again. You can't imagine how much I need your help. I am quite behind with my candy making and my baking, and everyone is expecting my house to be decorated by tonight. A few more willing hands is exactly the solution. 
She smiled broadly, looking at the children approvingly. Then, as if realizing she forgot something, she added, But first, give me your coats and help yourselves to as much warm gingerbread as you like. There is a cooling rack over there that is full of it. She inclined her head toward a countertop nearby. The children handed her their damp coats, hats, and mittens, and walked to the countertop in their pajamas. Just as she had promised, the rack was covered in delicious, fragrant, warm gingerbread. Gretel tried not to reveal her excitement, but she and Hansel couldn't wait to taste it. They each selected a hearty slab. As they blissfully ate the warm, crumbly treat, they followed their host around the kitchen. Right here, she said, pointing to the boiling pot, I have hot syrup ready to make gumdrops. Having said this, she removed the syrup from the flame. Let's let this cool a bit before we pour it onto the baking sheet, she said, winking at Gretel. Then she added, while we're waiting, you and your brother have just the small fingers I need to help wrap all these caramels in wax paper. She pointed to a tray of pieces of brown candy lined up in rows. Tearing off a large piece of wax paper, she cut it into many rectangles. Then she demonstrated how to roll a candy inside and twist both ends. Gretel nodded. This looked easy. While Gretel and Hansel dutifully began wrapping the many caramel candies, the kindly lady opened the oven door. She pulled out a baking sheet full of white sugar cookies that were shaped like stars. Using a spatula, she carefully slid them onto the cooling rack where Hansel had very thoughtfully cleared some space by eating large amounts of gingerbread. Meanwhile, the two children were meditatively completing the caramel wrappings. Roll, twist, twist. Roll, twist, twist. It was a very satisfying job. And soon, all the candies were piled like little presents in a mountain on the counter. The lady praised them for doing such a great job and then held up a finger announcing she would be right back. As the children waited, she bustled through a small door nearby and disappeared. They looked at each other in bewilderment, wondering where she had gone. They did not have to wait long. Soon she had returned with a tray covered in a huge slab of brown toffee. Turning to Hansel, she looked at him appraisingly. I need a person just like you to break up 
all this toffee into bite-sized pieces. Can you do that? Nodding with delight, Hansel took the heavy wooden spoon she offered, following her to the large table. Then, with childish abandon, he brought the spoon down firmly all over the tray, causing the toffee to fragment. The lady brought her hands together in applause. Then she handed him a bowl and told him to put all the toffee inside. This kept him busy for a while. Winking at him, she reminded him to taste the toffee and make sure it was all right. Hansel grinned from ear to ear. Meanwhile, Gretel was summoned to the stove to carry the warm fruit syrup to another baking tray. She paused briefly, inhaling its bright, delicious scent. Under the lady's helpful eye, she was told to pour the syrup into the tray so it could firm up. Once that had happened, the lady explained, they'd be able to separate it into gumdrops. Looking at Gretel with a serious expression, the lady said, this is my most important house decoration. Gretel stared at the baking sheet with wonder. Were they really going to put these on the house? She couldn't wait to see what all the other treats were for. Hansel announced that he was finished collecting the toffee. The fact that he was chewing showed he had also dutifully tasted it. Their host expressed her appreciation and asked him if he was good at decorating sugar cookies. When he nodded, the lady handed an icing bag to Gretel and told her to ice the cookies using the red frosting inside. Then, she handed a bowl of multicolored sprinkles to Hansel. His job was to put the finishing touch on the iced cookies. The two children took to their task with concentrated effort. Decorating the cookies was skilled work and Gretel was proud to see her cookies get prettier after just a few small mistakes. They worked slowly and carefully as Gretel got better and better at the motion of tracing the cookie with frosting. The kitchen was very quiet except for the sound of their host putting something new and mysterious on the stove. The fire crackled warmly in the corner, and the children were filled with a sense of purpose and well-being. Amidst the lovely smells of the baking and the candy, they beautifully iced every single cookie. When they were done, the lady said they must, of course, each try one, just to be sure. The children selected one sweet morsel each and spent a heavenly couple of minutes taking small bites. 
The sugar cookie crumbled in their mouths with each bite, and the soft frosting was the perfect touch. Wiping a bit of frosting off Hansel's nose, the lady told them they were almost done with their work. However, a couple of important jobs remained. Disappearing once more behind the door, she returned with a bowl of apples and some wooden sticks. She told the children to put a stick in each apple, leaving a few inches to use as a handle. While they completed this task, she busied herself, cooling the syrup she'd made on the stove. Once the apples were lined up like little soldiers on the baking tray, their sticks standing upright, the lady took one and demonstrated the next step. Telling them to watch closely, she dipped the apple in the pot, twirling it around in syrup until it was completely covered. Then she carefully set it on the baking sheet to cool and harden. The first candy apple had been made. Gretel and Hansel got to work on the rest of the apples, laughing quietly at the drips they made here and there. It didn't seem to matter at all to the nice lady. She appeared pleased with their work and busied herself nearby. She had returned to the tray of gumdrop jelly. Now she was turning it out of the baking pan and onto a cutting board. While they twirled and dunked their apples nearby, she carefully cut the gumdrops in regular-sized pieces and set them aside. When the children were finished with all the apples, they admired their accomplishment. The brightly colored treats were all standing neatly, slowly cooling. The apples would be ready in a few minutes. Meanwhile, the lady asked them to help with one more kitchen job, dredging the gumdrops in sugar. She showed them a bowl full of sugar, placing a few gumdrops in the bowl at a time, she lightly shook and tossed until the jewel-colored candies were dusted with sweetness. The children tried next. Then they carefully arranged the gumdrops on the cooling rack to sit. For each candy to have the perfect coating, it was important not to rush. The children took their time and made sure that no gumdrop was less than perfect. Of course, when Gretel and Hansel were finished, they were told to taste a candy each. Gretel popped one in her mouth and chewed with delight, 
gooey, soft, and sweet. These might be her favorite, she thought. Peering out the window, Gretel could see that the afternoon was growing late. They had spent the better part of the day in the cozy kitchen making treats. Her thoughts were gently interrupted by an announcement from their host, however. Before it was dark, the lady said, they had to get the goodies outside for her guests. Gretel couldn't imagine who would be coming here in the middle of the forest, but she was happy to help. Wrapping each of the candy apples in plastic, the lady instructed the children to stick one at a time in the ground, lining the front path with them. Gretel and Hansel did this, taking care to make sure their rows were straight. The effect was very festive. Handing them a bowl with all the gumdrops next, the lady told them to use the candies to outline all the windowsills. They completed this decorating task with equal attention, happily licking the remaining sugar off their fingers when the bowl was finally empty. Their next job was to cover a nearby evergreen tree with sugar cookie stars. Carefully resting the cookies in the tree branches, the two children made the tree very pretty, reaching as high as they were able to. There were enough sugary stars to cover the entire evergreen, and they were delighted with the results. Last of all, their host told them to take all the wrapped caramels and fill the bird bath with them. This was very easy to do, and the bird bath was soon spilling over with merry little white candies. The lady praised them for their work and told them that she could never have finished on time without their help. Waving them inside, she told them to sit at the table and proceeded to pour them each a large cup of thick hot chocolate from a pot on the stove. When both mugs were full and steaming, she popped several marshmallows in each one. The children inhaled deeply, enjoying the decadent smell of cocoa and melting marshmallows. Sipping their drinks reflectively, they realized that they would soon have to face the return journey home. Gretel asked the woman if she had any idea how to get to the woodcutter's house. The lady smiled kindly and nodded. It just so happens that I do, she said. I will tell you how to do it. When you are ready to leave, my friend, the Cardinal, will show you the way to a large pond. When you get there, a swan will be waiting. 
it will allow you to float across the pond on its back. When you reach the other side, your home will not be far. The children were so happy that they would be able to find their way back to their parents. Their hearts were light as they sipped right to the bottom of their mugs. They tried so hard to get the last drop that they both ended up with some marshmallow on their noses, which made them laugh. As they were washing their mugs at the sink, the lady called them to the window. Come and see what you have done, she urged. Peeking through the glass, they saw something amazing. Animals of the forest had arrived and were taking little treats from the house. Gumdrops, toffees, and candy apples were being removed and disappearing into the woods. Deer, birds, squirrels, and chipmunks walked and hopped through the yard, delighting in their sweet plunder. Rather than being upset, the lady seemed happy. It's a holiday tradition, she explained. I love to feed my neighbors. After the animals had wandered away, the children knew the time had come. They would have to leave this cozy kitchen and all the delectable treats behind. They missed their parents, though, and were also looking forward to being home in time for the holiday with their family. They put on their coats, mittens, and hats, which had been dried and warmed by the fire. As they were buttoning up, the lady appeared with a basket full of gingerbread and treats. Handing it to them, she wished them a safe journey. And if you would like to help me again next year, she confided, I could use your wonderful help. Smiling at the two, she ushered them out the door where the red cardinal was waiting, perched on the edge of the birdbath. Seeing that his two charges had arrived, the cardinal rose into the air and lit atop the branch of a tree nearby. Gretel knew that they must follow him. Cradling the basket of goodies, she turned and waved to the lady of the gingerbread cottage, who responded in kind and then quietly disappeared into her charming little house. Taking her brother's hand, Gretel followed in the direction in which the cardinal had gone. The afternoon light was golden over the sparkling white snow, and their shoes made a light crunching noise as they ventured back 
into the woods. As they walked, fat flakes began falling all around them. The forest was silent and beautiful as they made their way between heavily laden trees. They just kept following their feathery red friend who led them through the sugar-dusted woods. After about an hour of steady walking, they came to a large pond just as the lady had said they would. The cardinal stopped on the bough of a nearby tree and stayed put. As Gretel scanned the horizon, she saw an enormous white swan swimming in their direction. She knew this was the one the lady had told them to expect. The stately bird floated gracefully to the shore near their feet and waited. With Hansel seating himself first, the children gently perched themselves on the elegant swan cradling their basket in front of them. As their escort swam smoothly out onto the water, Gretel peeked over her shoulder. She watched the flaming red cardinal fly off into the woods. They floated across the glassy water as heavy flakes continued to drift silently around them. Gretel reached down and trailed her finger in the water. It was ice cold, although the pond had not yet frozen over. She was grateful to be warm and dry in the downy feathers of the swan. In fact, she realized how very tired she was from their journey and their day of baking and candy making. Gretel was so very sleepy, she thought she might rest on Hansel's shoulder, closing her eyes for just a moment. When Gretel opened them again, her head was still on Hansel's shoulder. However, Instead of downy swan feathers, she found she was cradled by her own soft, white feather bed. A cheerful fire crackled nearby, and she could hear her mother softly humming a tune while she made the morning coffee. Sitting upright in bed, Gretel looked around with confusion. It had all seemed so real, but now she knew that her adventures with the gingerbread witch had just been a dream, inspired by her mother's sweet bedtime story. 
Seeing that she was awake, her mother came to the bedside and kissed her. Good morning, sleepyhead, she whispered. Then she added, you won't believe what we found outside the door this morning. Gretel's mama walked over to the fireside, beckoning her daughter to follow her. Drawing back the comforter, the girl slid out of bed to see what the surprise was. There, right before Gretel's eyes, was a basket filled to the brim with gingerbread, candy apples, toffee, gumdrops, and sugar cookies. Gasping with delight, Gretel pulled two of the sweet little cookie stars out of the basket and took one back to the bed. She gently woke Hansel as his eyes drifted open she handed him his cookie then without exchanging a word they knew that they were sharing a secret That holiday, the woodcutter's family feasted on delicious breads and sweets together, and Gretel asked her mother to once again tell the story of Hilda and the gingerbread witch. <laughs>